our mother created the flame of chaos in an attempt to make anew the first flame. But chaos is unpredictable and cannot be controlled forever. It wasn't long before she lost control and the cataclysm stormed across Isolith. Within this storm, the flame molded the bed of chaos. A seedbed that gave birth to my kind and laid waste to the denizens that dwelled nearby. Consuming them. Disfiguring them. When the dust settled, only the ruins of Isolith remained. And atop those ruins, we built an empire. Ruled by chaos, the true flame of this world, we cannot be defeated. Though countless kings and their armies would wage war upon us, they would all fail and burn. Our empire would stand the test of time. We are chaos. We are ruin. We are demons. Alright, so we all most likely know the story of how the demons came to be. The Witch of Isolith attempted to make a new first flame and it went south really quickly. The flame engulfed her, her daughters, and Isolith and created the bed of chaos, which started spitting out demon babies. But for the sake of accuracy, let's read the soul found within the bed of chaos. It reads... soul of the bed of chaos and the mother of all demons. This lord soul was found at the dawn of the age of fire. The witch of Isolith attempted to duplicate the first flame from a soul, but instead created a distorted being of chaos and fire. Its power formed a bed of life which would become the source of all demons. So, Isolith was created anew in the image of the Flame of Chaos, a society of demons. Which is a little strange to think about, as demons are mostly viewed as barbaric beasts hellbent on destruction. But that wasn't all the demons of Isolith were about. And it's an interesting part of the lore that I think gets overlooked quite often. So let's delve into the demonic history. So at some point after the events of Isolith, Lord Gwyn and an army of his Silver Knights attempted to plunge into Isolith and deal with this demonic threat. He of course failed and his Silver Knights were charred to black. It's then that he set off to the kiln of the First Flame to go do his thing. But he wasn't the only monarch to try and end the demons. See the Ivory King in Dark Souls 2, for example. And I'm sure we can assume there were more attempts within the timeline of this world. But how is it they managed to stave off defeat time and time again, if they were just mindless beasts? Well, the answer is quite simple, and it's that they weren't just mindless beasts. They had kings and princes, and likely even their own written language, which we can see within the floating chaos around certain demonic beings. 
Really, demons and their culture mirrored humanity and the outside world in many ways. In fact, I'd likely consider hollowed humans and chaos demons to be synonymous in nature, as they are mindless beings who have lost themselves. I think that very much even the demons can be consumed by chaos by subjecting themselves to too much of it, whereas humans lose themselves when deprived of humanity. And I've always considered chaos and dark to be two sides of the same coin. We know not all demons were controlled by chaos either, because even some are working in Gwyn's service, like the bat-winged demons of Anorlando, or the asylum demons. But most, I'd say, follow their flame through it all, and some are even consumed by chaos. Even Quelana says, Always fear the flame, lest you be devoured by it and lose yourself. What's more interesting is that the flame of chaos is still just a flame, and in that respect, not in any way unlike the first flame, meaning that it fades. And where we see the world at in Dark Souls 3, the flame of chaos is but an ember, and the demons are a dying race. We even see that they're basically slowly turning into some sort of volcanic stone, a pretty terrible fate. And is the result of the fire within them drying up as the chaos flame fades? The soul of the demon prince reads, the demons, birthed from a common chaos, share almost everything between them, even the pride of their prince and his near-fated flame, so that the last demon standing may rekindle it. Which is a fascinating revelation, the demons rekindling their own flame the same way humanity has been rekindling the first flame. But to understand further, we must also read the description for the demon's scar, transposed from the demon prince's soul. It reads, This chaotic thing, the last flame kindled by a demon prince, is shaped like the claw marks of a demon. So when they rekindle the flame of chaos, they carry it with or within them and it reignites the flame within all demons, because they share everything between them, including the flame, obviously. But as the flame slowly fades and dies, it's taken from demon to demon, until at last the final demon standing holds the remnants of the flame and rekindles it. But the demon prince we find before we enter the ringed city is said to have lit the last flame. In fact, many things point us towards the fact that the Chaos Flame is gone and that the demons will die out. The soul of a demon reads, Demons were born of the Chaos Flame, but the flame has not survived, and the demons are a dying race. And the Boulder Heave Pyromancy reads, Art of a Stray Demon of a stifled flame, 
finally, the seething chaos pyromancy reads, The last flame lit by the demon prince. This pyromancy hurls a clump of chaos. Upon impact, this clump of chaos seethes wildly, condenses briefly, then explodes violently. To the demons, these clumps are shreds of life. So something happened this time, and the chaos flame was taken or extinguished from the demons. And much like the shreds of humanity sprites, the demons cling to these clumps of chaos, as they're all that remain of their now certainly doomed flame. The who or what rid the world of the flame of chaos, my guess has to be Prince Lorian. His greatsword reads, Before Lorien embraced his brother's curse, he was a knight who single-handedly slayed the demon prince, but the victory eternally scorched his sword with flame. Prince Lorien was no doubt the downfall to the demon race, defeating their prince and taking his flame. But it makes me wonder whether or not Lorien extinguished the flame by simply defeating the demon prince, or if he stole the flame from them, as his sword was eternally scorched and controls a powerful flame attack. Now could this be the final remnant of the chaos flame that was always the duty of the final demon standing to rekindle? Perhaps Lorien was the first to figure out how to actually defeat the demons and to stop them from rekindling their power. He then embraced his brother's curse, crippling and muting him, though he wished it so, as he and Prince Lothric both refused to rekindle the Age of Fire. So together they awaited the end of the world within their castle allowing two flames to fade into nothing. And one of the last demons we see was one of the first. The soul of the old demon king reads, The shriveled old demon king is now like a clump of burnt ash, but he is the last living witness of the chaos of Isolith. It's really kind of tragic the last witness of the chaos of Isleth, likely meaning he was one of the citizens of Isleth, engulfed and distorted by the flame when the witches lost control. Now he sits and waits to slowly turn to ash, surrounded by the dried-up corpses of the people he lorded over and had the kingly duty to protect. With no hope or flame to rekindle, the burning embers that gave them life slowly die out. It is interesting to look back on the demonic monarchy of sorts. They certainly weren't just rampaging beasts. They understood their flame and the implications of keeping it kindled and protected. They erected their civilization around it and fought desperately to keep their age alive. Not at all unlike humanity chasing the embers of Lord Gwyn's Age of Fire. 
finally, I'll leave you with the description of the Chaos Bed Vestiges. Demons born from fire bore its smoldering essence and perished soon after. Man shares this rapport with the flames to this day. <laughs>